The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk about a topic near and dear to my heart, podcast SEO. Joining us is Aaron Sparks, who's the owner of Site Strategics, which is an Indianapolis-based internet marketing and website development firm specializing in search engine optimization using data and analytics. Site Strategics helps their clients to develop a digital strategy that shows demonstrable high return on investment. And he's also the host of one of the most popular SEO podcasts, the edge of the web. Yesterday, Aaron and I talked about a podcaster's process for curating content. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about utilizing interviews for content curation. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked-to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Aaron Sparks, the owner of Site Strategics and the host of Edge of the Web. Aaron, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Excited to have you back. Also excited to have the return of the man. That's Jacob Mann, who <laughs> is your head of, uh, what do we call, where did we call you, Jacob? The creative studio producer. Yes. Yes. Maybe I'll say more, more in this episode. Aaron, I, I obviously want to hear from you. Jacob, I, I'm going to start with you today. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> wow. Today's episode is about utilizing the interview for content curation. And okay. there's a, a couple of different things that have to happen to make an interview a piece of content. It's not just about recording the content. You're kind of the leader in the clubhouse here, I assume. You do the content production. When Aaron's done talking to his podcast guests, just like when I'm done rambling into this microphone here, our content goes to a whole host of different people. I'm assuming that you are one of the people that is in that process. What do you guys do once the interview has been recorded to actually create the content? So... 
we try to get a lot of things turned around super fast. And in doing so, we don't always have time to have a full page. So our first step is actually what we call our thin page, which is typically one to two paragraph description of the show and then a bunch of timestamps that are clickable on our show page that will jump to that point of the podcast with like a a one sentence explanation of what's there. After that's been published, we can point to it, show it, do social and everything else. Then we work on getting an actual page that is a summary of the show with some of those same timestamps in there. And we'll go back and replace that thin content with full page content as soon as we can. Aaron. Sir. I'm going to kick this back over to you. Yeah. Let me, let me dive into that. (laughs) Aaron. Yeah. What the heck's he talking about? Uh, okay. So uh, he's doing the implementation, but I'm also jumping in there from the editing standpoint because I'm, we're digging in through the show and we're mining, we're kind of panning for gold there in the topics that we isolated. I'm cutting out content as, just like your editors do. And we're finding moments that are our key moments in the conversation because part of the content creation, that's kind of the steerage point where we can then break off into a number of pieces of social media around that timestamp, that particular point in the transcription and be able to break apart different areas of content out of that full-on page of content. So we may roll three or four pages of information and, and true published content on the site, but then social and audiograms and anything like that also come from those aha moments. So he's doing those. He's selling himself short, though. I'm doing the editing and finding, because I was in the pocket, and I can go back to my notes of this is where we spoke about this, right? Running through the transcript and love the script as a, a editing tool. It is fantastic, by the way. So we jumping in there, we can pull out those sections of content that truly deserve their own blog post. And then we can set all of the other uh, tumblers unlocked by be able to move that into page content, social content, and all the other uh, graphical content that we want to have there. So that's the kind of the, the production model is we get into the editor's room right after this as soon as possible, get the primer content out there, then quickly move into what did we find in that interview that was either structured or unstructured. That's what we talked about in the previous episode is those moments where you have that narrative, you have that organic flow, and then you have some really beautiful things that come out of it that you didn't even plan for. What I'm hearing from you is what I call the Gary V model, where you're taking your long form content and you're breaking it down into shorter form content for different mediums. You've got an hour long interview as a hypothetical and you're breaking that down into audiograms that you're going to use in your social media. You're coming up with some quotes for your Twitter account. And then you're also creating, you know, let's call it medium form content, your blog content. And in theory, you're going to be able to create multiple different blog posts from one interview if you tackle a couple different topics. Now, here for the Voices of Search podcast, we basically try to do that during the podcast recording by breaking up the conversations into shorter form content, right? We're doing... 15-minute episodes instead of an hour, and and we're creating a page for each one of them. One of the things that I think is interesting is that you're basically trying to get something up quickly, so you're creating short-form content, and then you're replacing it with longer-form content. Why is that a good strategy from an SEO perspective? Because we want to be able to amplify the presence of a podcast destination page as much as possible, not using Apple iTunes destination page for 
for the network because we want to. One of the shows we do are are, are news and, and news about digital marketing tactics, but more importantly, trending things that are hot off the press of different search engine blog sites. And we got to get something out there so we can bring people in for a landing as quickly as possible. So it's really about the topical nature to be able to be first out as soon as we can report, getting people to a destination, and then also anchoring that with social media links. And then we can then pull back around and then invest a little bit more time and get that page re-indexed with new content. There's a number of other things that we're doing from an SEO standpoint, but we are not just trying to get content topics out, but we're also trying to get the semantic relationship of topics together. So from what we talked about, we also edit and break out the subject matter into that relevant subject matter that are interlinked together. So a lot of times we'll link a couple of pages on the site, Strategics website to a transcript, and there's a little ecosystem, about three pages of relevancy between each other. And that is what Google's looking for from a deepening of subject matter understanding. So it's not just one page, it's the relevant subject matter that interrelate with each other. That makes sense? Yes, it does. And give me an example of the internal linking that you're talking about. You're grouping three pages together, one of them being a podcast. What are the types of pages that you're, you're linking to show Google really the theme that you're trying to cover? Sure. So, for example, uh, the Olga Zarzeshna podcast had two episodes. One was top 65 SEO tools. The other was top 50 Chrome tools, right, for on-site optimization and the like. So we had... That feels like a long podcast. Oh, my gosh. It was so fun. <laughs> and we could have gone on, gone on forever. But uh, out of that, there were some subsets of tools that she went through on the 65 tool saying, we didn't cover everything. But I characterized when I saw, started seeing the tools, hey, you're talking about link building over here or link ass- assessment. You're looking at on page over here. Then you're looking at or perhaps Core Web Vitals or JavaScript identification over here. So you've got these different groups. Let's go ahead and make different pages relevant to those subpoints. And she hadn't even organized them that way. But through the podcast, we found our way to those points and then unpacking those as different pages to be able to then get indexed. So, and then interrelate. So having links back over to each and every page in line, not like a little menu of navigation, but organically in line reference. Now you have something that is relevant, but it's also to the reader to actually understand, yes, I want to be able to click on that. And it was, and it's linked in a way that is valuable for the reader as they're digesting that content. So we had a, we had a, the, the top 65 tools grouped in the podcast. I grouped them by utilization and then created the pages that reference the utilization as well as the other utilization techniques. So you now have a cluster of three pages, which would have just been one, but they are, are the, the mini hub and spoke uh, or cluster approach for search engine content creation. So it naturally evolved. It's funny because when we are doing our podcast interviews, what we've started to do is break the conversation into multiple pieces, have multiple podcast episodes all related to the same theme, right? Like we're talking about podcast SEO, and we're going to link those three pages together as in episode one, episode two, episode three. I wonder if we're getting the same value from Google doing the internal linking to sort of show the 
domain ownership or authority of that given topic just by creating multiple episodes and having multiple pages. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I guess the big question is if you're sitting here listening as an SEO and you're thinking, well, should I be creating a podcast and should I be turning the podcast into blog posts and then trying to link them and optimize them? Or should I just continue to create written content like what I've been doing and not worry about the multimedia? Have you seen a difference in how podcast pages perform as opposed to some of the written content you're producing? Yes, I have actually. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned it is that as I mean, the, the intent on a podcast page is to literally, as we see it, download into users, proprietary or aggregator, preferred aggregator platforms, right? So it's the, the destination page is much more of a kind of a signpost to go you know, okay, I'm going to see the page. I'm going to download it from iTunes because that's what I listen to. Or oh, I like to call them podcatchers. Podcatchers. There you go. Exactly. Because that's the, and, and there's a lot of really good tools out there that are non-hosted destination podcatcher pages, right? Because it's the utility of, I want to listen to it. I don't want to listen to it on your page. I want to listen to it on my tool where I'm comfortable listening listening to now. Does that mean that it's not good SEO value? No, because there's a long-term SEO value of having the investment of content on there. But that's why we use that first thin content page. It's not really the, the value of the page. It's trying to get people skipping over to their own platform to be able to listen to that. So you've got that, but at the same time, a reinvestment of content over a couple of weeks back into that page gets Google's interest as, as well as that. Not only, it's very similar to Google, what Google says about having for every video that you're wanting to embed, it should have its dedicated page for that. Every podcast that you're doing should have its own dedicated page, but you should not go after thin content alone. You should bolster that with narrative content around what you're actually talking about in that embedded media. So always have timestamps, always have additional content on that page Maybe not for the first point of destination, but ultimately uh, reinvest your efforts back into that page. Yeah, it's, we've gone through the exercise of building show notes and quotes. 
We also do, obviously, the social links and, and how to get in touch with our guests. And then we're linking all the content that we think is relevant, not only from that speaker, but also from the topic. So we're doing some sort of categorization of our podcast content to try to sort of build our category pages. To be honest, our goal for our podcast pages is primarily supplemental. I don't think of our website as a true audience builder for our podcast. Now, look, I'm running a media business and I'm not trying to build a podcast to try to drive people to my B2B SaaS platform or my, my service pages. So for us, it's all about, hey, can we build these pages to provide value to the audience? And and maybe every once in a while, somebody will Google a topic and they'll listen to the podcast and they'll subscribe to the show. When you think about the goal of the pages you're building, you have both a media property and yep. you've got you know, an agency or a service that you provide. Are you thinking about those podcast pages being valuable from a lead generation perspective, from a media consumption perspective? What's the the utility and the purpose of those pages for your business? Those pages are primarily focused on creating authority in our marketplace. So to be able to get the, the hub and spoke mentality, the cluster of the goal of SEO is to always be able to deepen the contextual value or the relevant value of a subject matter. And for Google to be able to see that, that you're not just talking about this topic, you're deepening the subtopics to the degree that you really know what you're talking about in this space. And Google's actually looking at learning from that based on the taxonomy and the filing that you're doing. So what you're talking about from your own categorization of blog content and podcast content, you're doing that taxonomy file drawer focus, right? And that's part of the methodology of, of organizing structure correctly. Our primary goal is to be able to have linkable, shareable content but also have it very relevant to each other from a semantic SEO standpoint. So whenever the bot spiders it, it's understanding what we're talking about. And it one click away knows that you're also supporting that information with additional information to give that lift. So we want to be able to earn links with everything that we're doing, but it's the reinforcing of a branch of information that we're doing with, with our methodology here. And it's a constant investment, not only on edge of the web, but also site strategics as our, as our agency to be able to curate from that. And again, there's a side sidecar of learning as we're going, but I want to be able to demonstrate to Google that we know so much about all these different sub points that it's quite clear that it's not only local SEO, but all the subpoints of local SEO. It's not only video SEO, but it's all the subpoints of video SEO because we've talked to so many different individuals and we've curated that content to fill in those particular holes in the knowledge map there. Make sense? Sorry, I keep on saying that. <laughs> I guess the the last question that I have for you today is there's the idea of you're creating the content that's audio form. It's a little difficult for Google to figure out what is in the audio. So you're basically creating supplemental text content for Google to understand what the page is about. Talk to me about the relationship with Google and your audio content. Have you guys started to use podcast schemas? You know, How are you feeding to Google exactly what you want them to understand? Is there structured data you're using to get your podcast out there? Uh, we're doing structured data on a regular basis. And we're, we're certainly having podcast series and episode schema. We're also doing, uh, we're starting to use some entity link references inside of our content as well. So starting to build a glossary, even a further point of information 
introduction is that if we're talking about knowledge graphs, we're building a library on our site of what a knowledge graph is, for example. And we're going through our content, even our earlier content, and looking at our contextual references to a particular topic and then linking that. So it's not only just the uh, linking between articles, we're also linking to our glossary of information. That's where the entity SEO concept really takes hold is that if you're talking about a thing multiple times on multiple episodes and here's the definition of the thing, now you're creating your own wiki on your website and deepening that content as well. So now it's all interrelated. It's not betwixt all of the different pages that you come up with from the podcast. It's also, hey, we're all we're talking about all these different references and there's the authoritative pillar of information about knowledge graph or semantic SEO or Google search engine result pages, right? So now we have this glossary that's coming along with us as well. <laughs> it's a true example of SEO nerdery hitting every single form of medium you can. How to get podcasts into Google. Oh my God, we've hit maximum nerd. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Aaron Sparks, owner of Site Strategics, for joining us in the third part of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow. Aaron and I are going to talk about semantic SEO strategies for podcasts. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Aaron, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Aaron Sparks, E-R-I-N-S-P-A-R-K-S, or you could visit his company's website, which is sitestrategics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content, content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish new episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.